Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we're in episode 75, and we're going to be discussing the HUBZone appeals and penalties. So what are the procedures for appeals of HUBZone status determinations? So who has the right to appeal? Well, that can be a HUBZone small business. It can be the protestor. It can be the contracting officer. They may file appeals of protest determinations with the Associated Administrator for Government Contracting and Business Development, or their designee. What length of time do I have to make my appeal? So the Associated Minister of Government Contracting or Business Development of SBA has to receive the appeal no later than five business days after the date of receipt of the protest determination. SBA will dismiss any appeal received after that five-day period. Also, I'd like to point you down below. I have the reference here for the HUBZone program. It is Title 13 of the Code of Federal Regulations, which stands for CFR. 126 is the section it's contained in. So what are the procedures for appeals? The party appealing the decision may deliver its appeal in person by fax, by express delivery service, or by U.S. mail postmarked within the applicable time period. That is how you can do the appeal. Now, the notice of appeal, the party bringing an appeal must provide a notice of the appeal to the contracting officer and either protest the hubs on small business or original protester or whatever as appropriate. So grounds for appeals. SBA will re-examine a protest determination only if there was a clear and significant error in the processing of the protest. Or... If the director of HUBZone failed completely to consider a significant fact contained within the information supplied by the protester or the protested HUBZone small business. SPA, however, will not consider additional information or change circumstances that were not disclosed at the time of the director of HUBZone's decision or that are based on disagreement with the findings and conclusions contained within the termination. Contents of the appeal. One, the appeal has to be in writing. Two, the appeal must identify the protest determination being appealed and set forth a full and specific statement as to why the decision is erroneous or what significant fact that the director of HUBZone failed to consider. The Associate Administrator for Government Contracting, MBD, or their designee, will make a decision within five business days of receipt of the appeal, if practical, and will base his or her decision only on the information and documentation in the protest record as supplemented by the appeal. SBA will provide a copy of the decision to the contracting officer, the protester, and the protested HUBZone small business Now, remember, the Associate Administrator for Government Contracting and Business Development's decision is the final agency decision. 
What are the requirements for representing HUBZone status and what are the penalties for misrepresentations? Presumption of loss based on total amount expected. In every contract, subcontract, cooperative agreement, cooperative research and development agreement, or grant which is set aside, reserved, or otherwise classified as intended for award to subzone small businesses, there shall be a presumption of loss to the United States based on the total amount expected on that contract, subcontract, cooperative agreement, cooperative research and development agreement, or grant, Whenever it is established that a business concern other than a hub zone small business willfully sought and received the award by misrepresentation. Deemed certifications. The following actions shall be deemed affirmative, willful, and intentional certifications of hub zone small business status. Submission of a bid, proposal, application, or offer for a federal grant, contract, subcontract, cooperative agreement or cooperative research and development agreement reserved, set aside or otherwise classified as intended for award to HUBZone small businesses. Submission of a bid, proposal, application or offer for a federal grant, contract, subcontract, cooperative agreement or cooperative research and development agreement, which in any way encourages a federal agency to classify the bid or proposal if awarded as an award to a HUBZone small business. Registration on any federal electronic database for the purpose of being considered for an award on a federal grant, contract, subcontract, cooperative agreement, or cooperative research and development agreement as a HUBZone small business. What are the requirements for representing HUBZone status and what are the penalties for misrepresentation? Persons or concerns are subject to criminal penalties for knowingly makes false statements or misrepresentatives to SBA for the purpose of influencing any actions of SBA, including failure to correct continued representations that are no longer true. So all they're saying there is if you were HUBZone status before, you submitted something on HUBZone and you're no longer HUBZone, that is something that they could take criminal penalties against you. Signature requirement. Each offer, proposal, bid, or application for federal contract, subcontract, or grant shall contain a certification concerning the HUBZone small business status of a business seeking the federal contract, subcontract, or grant. An authorized official must sign the certification on the same page containing the HUBZone status claimed by that concern. Limitation of liability. So they're going to look at, according to paragraphs A through C of the section that we're talking about, may be deemed not to be applied in the case of unintentional errors, technical malfunctions, and other similar situations that demonstrate that a misrepresentation of a hub zone status was not affirmative, intentional, willful, or actionable under the False Claims Acts. So all they're saying there is if there's something happened in the machine, if the system was showing that you were HUBZone status, even though you weren't, then you will not be held accountable for the error of the system. A prime contractor acting in good faith should not be held liable for misrepresentations made by its subcontractors regarding the subcontractor's HUBZone status. Relevant factors to consider in making this determination may include the firm's internal management procedures, governing HUBZone status representations or certifications, 
the clarity or ambiguity of the representation or certification requirement and the efforts made to correct any incorrect or invalid representation or certification in a timely manner. An individual or firm may not be held liable where the government personnel have erroneously identified a small business as a hub zone small business without any representation or certification having been made by the concern and where such identification is made without the knowledge of the individual or the business. That's the end of this section. We hope you'll remember to subscribe, leave comments, questions, and remember to hit the like button, and that would be greatly appreciated. As always, until next time, be safe.